what is going on everybody welcome back to woke we are here with another episode today episode 17 got another guest up in the building coming to talk about her take on what it was like being black everybody give it up for noel hi how are you guys what's up she's a little nervous but <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make it work we're gonna make her feel comfortable and we're gonna get to some good nitty-gritty stuff so noel what was it like for you growing up black Ooh, i feel like Growing up black, um, I actually was grew up in a predominantly white household majority of my life. I feel like when I came to college, I kind of realized that other side. Um, my dad being from Ghana, I feel like it's a whole different perspective than being an African-American in America's society. So I feel like I never really got that in a quotations being black. Um, I went through predominantly white school my whole life so I feel like it's one of those things being interracial it's more of that um, are you too black for the white people or are you too white for the black people and I feel like it's kind of it's kind of hard to find yourself essentially because um, you want to fit in with everybody um, so I don't know I feel like it's one of those things like um, now um, talking like knowing more about the black community it kind of makes you in a way more aware um, like especially with everything going on in America right now you don't really I don't really think about like oh let me look more uh, okay like like for an example um, driving and a police officer it's like I before I didn't used to be nervous because it's like I never really had that like stigmatism stigma it's not stigmatism what the hell stigma <laughs> that like maybe I should be more careful about who I am around. Um, but yeah, it's just like a whole new world coming to college and finding yourself. So, And I say that was um, a big transition for a lot of black people coming to college, especially if you don't go to a predominantly black school, is that you do realize your blackness when you get here. I've had numerous guests on the show who have said that, who have like, either dealt with that their whole lives or it was just like the awakening point because like when I met you freshman year we was all our, we was all ourselves and we still ourselves yeah. to the end of the day but it's like I feel like we all have grown more now it's like oh yeah I'm black yeah. like if they gonna see it yeah. I'm proud of it too like you're gonna yeah. see it I'm gonna give it to you because it's like today for like example I went by the voting table and they were like so why'd you vote I said I focus black lives matter and then that was it yeah. and like you asked me a few years ago I've been like it's my right like it's it's changed but it's still a good change yeah, and, um, with that i know as of decades ago we weren't even able to so i just think of like how blessed we are in this society be, to be african-american and be able to vote so i don't really like i don't want to take that for granted um yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're good so Within finding that blackness, was it something that was there when you were in like high school or was it something that, you know, grew more and more through college? That's a good question. Hmm. I feel like something I grew more into within college. Um, I wasn't like you could ask my friends, like I was not social aware at all like I was that person to where I was like oh yeah I can be white the next day and then when I'm with black people I can be black the next like <laughs> it was one of those things it is it's like looking back on it I'm just like the fact that you like had that mind mentality is wild um but I feel like 
mm, just growing up um, growing like with my friends and like hearing their experiences being black in America's um, I don't think you can really I think you can get to know who you are um, with them being black but I don't think you can grow and be black if, it, if that was your question I don't know but <laughs> yeah um, no I just think it's more of just being aware um, and being black we all have different backgrounds we all come from different places like not everyone's the same so um, yeah we'll take, <laughs> we'll take <laughs> you're good you're good you're perfectly fine that's what we're here for to just like just talk about it and like within that like finding it or it just growing on you mm-hmm. it does affect others at a different pace mm-hmm. at different times of your life and too different people like if i didn't find who my best friends are today i don't think i would be the same person like coming cl- close at all so it's definitely who like you who you put into your life, um, especially a lot of positive energy, positive people. It just mm-hmm. goes with that. It does. Like your in your environment, your friends mm-hmm. um, definitely have a hand in making you who you are. Sure. Like I, I love my friends who aren't black just mm-hmm. as much as I love my friends who are black yeah. because they had a great impact in my life, molding me who you to you, molding me into who I am. Shout out Noah, <laughs> one of my <laughs> best friends. He's not black, but he's basically black, <laughs> and. It's something that is miraculous in the black community that I don't think we highlight enough is like how our black friends play in a role of making us who we are. For sure. Oh, I thought you had something to say. My bad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. uh, I thought you had more. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> but I do want to ask you this just because I've been waiting for another woman to come on the show mm-hmm. just to ask some of these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, one, how do you feel how black women are treated by black men nowadays? Um, it's like, I can't say that all black men don't support black women because they're genuinely those people out there who, who really do. However, I feel like I see more of people who don't. Like recently, um, oh, I'm going to really chop up his, Lakeith Stanfield. I believe I'm saying his name correctly. Um, When they had the vice presidential debate, for me personally, he commented how um, VP Harris, the first comment he made was, oh, why her hair look like that or something. And I was just like, that's not even like what's going on right now. And it's like the fact that you as a black man, that's the first thing that you point out is just very degrading. Like, she served she served pens period like mm-hmm. and i was just like people were like it's not even that deep i don't know why you coming for him this that and the third but it's just one of those things where it's like why not uplift her being the first black woman vp like to even be running so just like little stuff like that don't even get me started with megan and tori um <laughs> but i don't know i feel like i see it more on social media rather than in person but then again i'm not really like social like that on campus for real for real so i don't really be seeing a lot but i've met some people who who can be very disrespectful towards women and it's like a lot of i'm not saying a lot of men but i know some men are very two-faced so 
I don't know. I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most it's one of those things. Yeah, it's, just it's, it's just one of those things. Not everyone's the same, but not everyone's the same. Majority. Yeah. I work on it a little bit. That's fair to say. <laughs> it's one of those things too. And I've had my talks about this with black women and black men. I said, as black men, of course, we need to love and protect mm-hmm. and uplift black women. I said, but the only catch for me is I need that love to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give you my all and not get nothing back. Mm-hmm. And I personally think that that's fair. Mm-hmm. And I I haven't been caught out on that saying it's not fair. So I'm glad that people do think it is (laughs) because it's one of those things where like, we're supposed to be tight knit. We're supposed to be a unit, but if you want all the love, but don't want to give none back, then why the fuck you in my face? Like, please, please leave. Like I I personally feel that way. It's just a respect thing. Like whether you're a man or a woman, like at the end of the day, like you need to respect people. And it's like, if you feel as though someone's giving you 100%, why not give that same satisfaction back? Like, um, it's one of those things, like, when we were taught in elementary school, treat people how you want to be treated, so. Yeah, that's, you're 100% right. You hit that nail on the head. Treat yeah. people how you want to be treated. And I know I had Phil on the show last time. Shout out to Phil. He gave a beautiful, beautiful speech on how it is our responsibility to protect our black women, love them, lift them up, make them know that they're number one in our lives. Like, even if they're not our significant other mm-hmm. or, like, if we have so, a significant other who is of another race, we still have to uplift our black women because our mother is black. Or if you're or a mixed person, your father is black, but he has a black mom, stuff like that. And he put it very, very well put, and he was 100% right on that. And I'm going to have to back him up definitely on that. Like, we got to love y'all. We got to respect y'all. I, I know for the most part, not all men going to do it. I know not all women going to give that love back. But the ones who do, we I feel like we're a cut we above. Cherish, we cherish those people. Um. Yeah, you, you do cherish those people. Do you? But do you feel like that's one of those things that is dividing us more now? Like the fact that we do have this thing going on where we see these injustices going on, and especially with Breonna Taylor, how she didn't get justice, but George Floyd did. And like you said earlier, everything with Megan Tory. And, like, I have my own thought about that. But it's one of those things where I feel like it is sort of a rift and a divide right now in how we treat each other. Like, do you feel the same way? I'm going to have to think about that one. That's a really good question. Which one, the Jeopardy music? Yeah. Of course, I feel like we, like, us as women, I feel like we're kind of, like, the lowest on the pedestal, especially like being a woman and being black. I feel like the whole thing with Breonna Taylor was just like a joke to me. Like the fact that they went to court and didn't even like have a charge for her murder, but rather the holes that were in the building, like that was so wild to me. Um, I haven't really thought about it as in um, like the difference between genders. You definitely have me thinking about that one. Um, but I know there's just so many things like being a man and woman and being black, like to in a way being sexist and like there's so many other directions to take that, but I'm gonna definitely think about that. No, I'm gonna get back to you. No, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Get back to me. But while you think about that, 
I know you, like we were just talking about it, but I know prior to our conversation here on the show, mm-hmm. I know you stand up for women a lot. And I really respect that about you. I, I honestly do. I honestly admire that. But I was having I was having a conversation with my boys, and I wanted to bring it to the show because one of my guys he feels like some feminists take feminism to the extreme where it can become man hating, and and I have to agree with him on that. And I just wanted to get your take on it. When does feminism become man hating? I'm right for this because I took a woman gender studies class. Um, I feel like. There's a difference between um, you can uplift women just as much as you can uplift men. However, I feel like it can be extreme when it comes to that we shouldn't all be equal as men and women. And I know there are people who genuinely think like women should just like, can I cuss on Basically, yeah, yeah, fuck right. men. Like mm-hmm. women should just like, just take over everything. And um, I know that in our hierarchy. Um, I know men are definitely at the top. However, I feel that we should all just be equal. Um, But definitely like just supporting women because I know we get the most hate and we always get bashed for doing so-and-so or um, so, yeah, I don't, yeah. (laughs) No, you put that very well. Like you, you did because it was one of those questions where it can go anywhere because there are some of those feminists who be like, what, what do you mean? There is no man hating. And then there are those feminists who are like you and like other ones who genuinely listen and we can have this conversation. And I feel like sometimes that get lost in the sauce. And this is no attack on women just because I personally feel like some women get too caught up in defending themselves that they're not willing to listen. And then that's what fucks up the whole conversation. And I'm fortunate to have had plenty of conversations on the other end where we're open to listen to each other and understand each other because that's how you build those bridges and not build those walls. Yeah. Speaking still on the terms of women, how do you feel about, because I've, I've seen it, mm-hmm. how do you feel about black women who are supporting Donald Trump? Well, um, that's very interesting. Honestly, I feel like at the end of the day, like I genuinely, like I just want to have a sit down with, a a black Trump supporter and like just genuinely like ask him like why do you support him in a sense it's just I feel like Trump has done so many things to degrade us as black people like called Africa a shithole like literally called a called a man my African-American as if he was like property like he's just done so many instances so I feel like why people kind of blinded by that like I understand I genuinely understand in a sense, from a business side, um, why, like, lower taxes and everything, but as far as, like, respecting who you are as a black individual, I just think he's just very disrespectful, and I personally would not want to support a person, whether he's my president or not, like, I just won't even fuck with you. So I feel like at the end of the day, I genuinely would just, like, want to have a conversation mm-hmm. and definitely be receptive, hear what they're saying at the end of the day. It may not make any sense to me, but I just, I kind of just want to hear, like, I just want to have a sit-down talk. So if you could get that, <laughs> honestly, if you want to get, like, a, a black um, Republican and then a black Democrat and then have them, like, talk it out, I actually think that would be very dope. I would love to do that. Yeah. I know there's a black girl on campus who has, like, all the MAGA stickers and really? stuff, like, on her backpack. And, like, no like Natalia um, mm-hmm. Lucas, she, she saw her, and, like, I'm not trying to, like, name drop anything. Yeah. She saw her. She was, like 
damn, I wanted to hit her so bad. Yeah. And, it was, and it was like, oh, oh, you want to box her. Yeah, like, you can hit her, but make sure she's conscious. Let's have that conversation. I just genuinely want to understand where they're coming from with their support for him. It's just one of those things where it's like, I truly am like, am lost for words to see black people like, but like, want to even have him still like in, in this presidency. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't think I'll ever know till I ask someone. Mm -hmm. So if I ever see that girl, I'm I'm gonna stop her and I'm gonna ask her because I'm genuinely curious, like why. <laughs> and but on that note too, we got to be careful about the reception, of the course, reception yeah. of that message because so many people with politics is just so sensitive. It is a very sensitive. It, it it's just one of those things where I just want, like me personally, yeah, I don't agree with your choice, but I still want to know your choice. I'm not a person where it's like I may not agree with you but I'm going to respect your opinion at the end of the day because everyone is allowed to have them um, for me personally it may not be correct in my eyes but that doesn't mean I'm going to degrade how you view something um, with my not my mom but my stepfather he did vote for Trump however he like takes that back he's like that man's an idiot I don't know why I voted him in and I said exactly I don't know why you did so I feel like with that it's kind of like a barrier in my home as well like him being Republican and um I'm not fully Democratic like I do have some Republican views however I'm definitely not taking the are they they're red right I'm not taking the red I'm not taking the red flag <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, I'm not Democrat nor Republican. I'm independent. Mm -hmm. I, I like to listen to see, like, mm -hmm. who's what. Mm -hmm. And the best example I've given people is, like, the 2012 mm -hmm. election with Trump and, I mean, Trump, um, mm -hmm. Mitt Romney yeah. and Barack. And I was like, Mitt Romney won a horrible candidate. Like, my thing for me was Obamacare. But that's, a that that's like, when he was trying to get rid of Obamacare, that was a, a, a conversation. That's a conversation for another day. Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll bring it back. Yeah. But something I meant to ask you earlier, too, was growing up in that household with a father straight from the motherland. I know we all hear the jokes about like how African parents are like real strict, like education is very important and everything. Like, is there some truth to that or is it just like all jokes? Yo, I love my dad. Um, so my dad, okay, so my dad has seven brothers and sisters. My dad is the chillest one out of all of them. Like, I don't know, like God just really blessed me with the best dad of my life. But, um, they're very like educational oriented. Like my cousins go to like California private school, NYU, like they really, they're very heavy on them. But I feel like it's also one of those things where it's like growing up and being in Africa, you don't have as many opportunities as you have here. So I feel like that's just with any like, any parents who are outside of America. It's just one of those things where it's like, you have to be grateful for what you have and take advantage completely. Um, most of this, most of the, um, what are they called? Not, mm. uh, I don't got the words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, if they mostly say stuff about Africans, it's most likely true, like, as parents. Um, they're very strict. Oh, the gifts? Gifts? That's what gifts, gifs, something like gifs? that. I, I mean, what are those things called? Where stereotypes. Stereotypes. That's the word I was really looking for. Um, some can be true, yes, but it honestly depends on the parent at the end of the day, like, my dad is probably like one of the chillest Africans you will ever meet. Um, he's a really cool dude. Um, however, like my aunts and other uncles, bro, if you come home with an F, I know this is going to sound so weird, but growing up, like their punishment would be sticking a pepper, pepper up your butt. 
like oh yeah yeah it's very weird but you won't be sitting for like another week like they they took that to the extreme um oh i'm glad you was a good child that's too much <laughs> jesus it's christ so it's very wild but i mean coming from where they came from i definitely like understand where it's like that no fuck around policy so like i'm come <laughs> i'm still just stunned by that yeah, it's but very wild. But I get how that is important. Yeah. I get how, like, it just... It definitely makes you a really strong individual. Like, it definitely makes you um ready kind of to have that abil- confidence to, like, take on the world. Um, and definitely just make you grateful for everything that you have, like running water, TVs, like electricity, heater. So it's just one of those things. So honestly, even if you aren't African, definitely visit Africa. I have not yet been yet, but I heard it's beautiful so hopefully i'll be going sometime after covid covid canceled my plans i was supposed to go um <laughs> during christmas break but i guess we gonna have to wait another year you'll make it know. you'll make it but speaking of africa like with everything going on over there right now with a lot of the injustices injustices that they are facing that we are facing in america how do you think we can go about it as African-Americans besides just posting and donating money, which a lot of people say is just the best option yeah. right now? Like, what's some other ways we can do better? I don't know. I just feel like what we're doing right now is pretty good. I know we can't we can't really go and make a difference, but I feel like just making people aware of what's happening outside of these countries um, – Africa, a lot is happening with Turkey and a lot of places in um, the Middle East. It's a lot of injustice, especially for women. Um, I don't know, just going, like, making the time to do your research, um, give donations, like, tell people about it so they can tell other people about it and hopefully, like, create some change. I know that um, in other countries, they've done a lot with Black Lives Matter, um, especially with protests. So definitely, I would love to um, see that kind of be reciprocated here. Um, I know compared to other countries, in a sense, we, in quotations, have it good. Um, So I don't know, just taking that time to do your research, um, definitely make yourself aware of everything that's going on in society. Um, I know a lot, but some people don't really like watching the news. Um, but it's definitely really helpful. I definitely recommend seeing it and not boxing. But. <laughs> You're a mess. Uh, before we go, I want to get your take on this. You're a woman I see who's always had a different hairstyle. Like, mm-hmm. like, I tried that, to switch it up. <laughs> that's important, switching yeah. it up. Like, how important was that for you as your a part of your identity as a black woman? I know a lot growing up, um, in a predominantly white school, I used to straighten my hair a lot. It's like my hair was fried, it was dead, it was ugly. So um, definitely like when I grew my hair back, uh, I just love my hair, um, especially like when I wear it out in a fro. It's in cornrows right now, y'all can't really see. But um, I think it's like awesome to have that versatility. Um, I know like for me, it can get boring like after I'm done with like a week of like one style or like protective styles I love like box braids like just having the ability to like switch up your look um like Megan said um switch your wig make him feel like you cheat he cheating oh <laughs> I'm a mess but um I don't know I just think it's awesome to have that ability 
Um, and I definitely like just take advantage of my hair. I know I'm going to cut it real soon, but I'm just, I'm loving all of it right now. So, <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm definitely one for everyone, male, black male or black woman, or white male, white woman, no matter what you are, like definitely like expressing yourself. And hair is, has been one of those things. And it's been a huge staple in the black community where you're looking at jerry curls, afros, high top fades, cornrows, box braids. It's so many. It's so many. And like being a guy, like that's one of the things that we always would talk about afro. Like when you go get that cut, you a whole new man. <laughs> you a whole new man. You feel different. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you. I will catch you all next time. Welcome back again for coming on the Woke. Thank you all for joining me on Woke. Thank you, Noel. Thank you for having me. Continue to follow me on Instagram at underscore Linus15, Twitter at Visionary5. Be on the lookout for more new episodes coming to, and soon I will give you all a detailed announcement for my second season. So continue to be strong, continue to be you, and please go vote. It's almost time.